Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Eugene, Oregon is host to a growing number of food carts, allowing independent business owners to keep costs low and bring a wide range of delicacies to your taste buds. Today we are joined by a man steadfast on introducing you to a defibrillator. Coming up next on the Spent the Rent podcast, we chat about Philly cheesesteaks with Frank Alice. Self-esteem boat Willie. My guest today talking Philly cheesesteaks is Frank Alice. Frank, thank you for coming to the podcast. Uh, no worries, my man. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me. So we started bumping elbows. I would come and grab cheesesteaks, and then I'm a big Celtics fan, and obviously you're from Philly area, so you know the Sixers, and we made a bet about the was it the conference conference playoffs, the conference semifinals. And it was funny because I had started packing a lunch trying to save money, and I realized you know, you're like, hey, man, usually when people win a bet, then they like show their face. Yeah, I know. You didn't come up, man. <laughs> I didn't you, come you, for a while because I, you know, you spotted me a couple cheese sticks. It was, we'll have to do it again because the Sixers will be back. It's looking like Jimmy Butler's causing some ruckus in the locker room. I don't know, man. You know what stops all that? Winning. That's, as long that's, as you're winning, bro, they'll keep going and going. That is correct. So I uh, kind of wanted to talk to you about we're going to get to the cheesesteak stand. We're going to talk about the Eagles at the end. We'll kind of start out with uh, where you grew up. You grew up in New Jersey, North New Jersey. Yeah, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, and I spent most of my uh, before high school life in Belleville. Right. Grew up. It's like streets and all that. It's a little different. Right down the street was Stephen Crane Village, where uh, what was it? I think Frank Avalon. All those guys came from. I'm not sure if I'm getting them right. Right. Or who those guys were, but yeah. And then um, and then I went down to. Uh, Blackwood when I was in high school. And that's in South Jersey. Yeah, it's in South Jersey. But I was always a Philly fan up North Jersey as soon as I met the doctor. Not meet him, but Dr. J was my boy. Right. And then I was just a Philly fan from there. And I, I dislike all the uh, North Jersey teams, the Giants. Right. I don't right. like the Rangers. What about the Jets? The Jets and Yankees, the only two teams I really don't dislike that much because I mean, we don't play them like that. Right. They're not divisional rivals and stuff like that. You know, Dr. J, for the younger crowd, it's like he gets missed sometimes in the conversation about some of the best ever because he was a innovative. I think he made the NBA popular oh, yeah, in a lot dude. of ways where because what he did were like, you know, his flashy dunks and stuff. I guess ABA. So the ABA NBA crossovers. Yeah. He like. Jordan wouldn't be who he was without Dr. J, you know, because he grew up watching him and George Gervin. Oh, yeah. People but, don't know, like, you know, the his, the true history. I love basketball, so. Yeah, me too. Me too, my friend. I'm really good at it, too. I used to play with Donovan McNabb and all those guys sometimes in the uh, LA Fitness. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm not good at it. 
Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm short. And for, slow. for a short little chubby white dude, man, I, I let it up pretty good. Right. I can't not. dribble with my left hand or through my legs. So, <laughs> so moving on. Um, so, you know, you've, we, when I first met you, we started talking about South Jersey and I asked about, you know, what's the connection to Philly and you kind of, what was it you had to tell me? Oh, no, the only difference is us is we got to pay to go into Philly over the bridge. You know right, what you I gotta, mean? Got to pay the toll. You got to pay the toll. Right. You got to pay the toll. But coming, coming to Jersey, they don't pay the toll. What? They just switched it now. Before you had to pay like two bucks to get in. And on the way out, you didn't pay. Now they switch it. So they, I guess they want to make extra money. You know how the, right, guy, you right. know how the states work, right? right? So definitely in South Jersey, it's a it's a huge Philly Eagles fan base. And yeah, pretty much. It's like um, you got South Jersey, Delaware Valley area is usually like that. And you got a couple of the cowgirl fans here and there. You know that. <laughs> They're everywhere. That's so funny with the NFC East. Like, yeah. that. like it seems to spread. And that's like the NFC East and the AFC West are the divisions that hate each other. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Who who in the NFC West or East do you hate the most? Uh, mine's the Giants. I don't know why the Giants are our natural rival. Everybody says the Cowboys, but... The, they're all the way down in Dallas, man. We're right. 90 minutes away from the Giants. I mean, you understand it's it's weird. Just from New York, North Jersey, South Jersey, and Philly, just alone in the town, there's four different accents. Right. I mean, that's crazy for 90 miles. For sure. I mean, you know? For sure. And uh, a lot of New Yorkers don't like us. Uh, New Yorkers calls Philadelphia the step the step city, right. like a stepchild. But, I mean, it's all in good fun, man. Right. I don't take it too seriously. Well, it's a tough area, so you can't take that. I mean, there's so much other crap to worry about. Yeah. Know? So... You know, coming out to Oregon, your brother got connected with the Whalers. Yeah, he got he got connected with the Whalers. It was uh, before I turned thirty. I wanted to go to spring break, right? So we went to South Padre Island. So like, uh, it's a long story, but I took a bus instead of fly just for the hell of it to see what it's like. That won't happen again. But um, I was down there, and then uh, he must have met a lead singer, right, or something from an opening band. And then a couple years later, they had a kid, and then my mom moved out here in two thousand six. So I've been coming back and forth since 2006 because I used to work for Scott's. It's like the long company. Sure. So I'd work like from March until October and I collect unemployment and come out here and just hang out for the holidays. Which you always say, it's the worst time to come out to see Oregon. Right, because it's it, so great. Yeah, and it's raining and stuff like that. I never know. And then then I moved out. Then I finally came out here. Was it uh, <clears throat> uh, December 14th? Uh, third, uh, 2013, and right. I've been here since. I've been right. here over I mean, it's a good place years. to be, and it seems like you know I've noticed every time I walk by because we work pretty close to each other that you're starting to really grow a connection to the campus community. Oh, and people yeah. are loving the cheesesteaks, and yeah, you know the 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 food carts have been just popping up everywhere for the last ten years or so. I think Eugene is probably second only Portland in the state as far yeah. as the food carts, and you know they've got the events like the food cart city or whatever they call it they did at valley river did you do that no I, I this is one uh, festival so far as a wine thing right up in some middle nowhere i have the pictures of it. it's kind of weird but it right. was interesting cheesesteaks at a wine party yeah i mean they liked them though so it was um, pretty i mean who doesn't like a cheesesteak that's yeah. the thing it's like a lot of the food carts in eugene are health conscious and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see like i made a joke in the intro about introducing people to the defibrillator that like it's you know it's nice to see that there's stuff out there that's just it's a treat. You're getting. You don't want to eat them all the time. I'm sure that that's probably going to do you in it in the long run because I'm sure you get high on your own supply. No, uh, yeah, I eat a couple here and there. I ate one yesterday, but I, I haven't eaten as much as I used to. But every time I eat them, do I do remind myself how good they are? Believe it <laughs> right? or not, you know. Well, now one of the things that people in in Eugene respect is that you have 
uh, you import a lot of the ingredients from Philly and from Jersey. What is it? Like yeah, the, the most the peppers? most the peppers I import because they're hard to get. They're like cherry, like the the red and green ones. Right. But uh, the ribeye is the main thing, man. I, I slice fresh ribeye. Right. And that's a hit. And the peppers, though, I mean, I think people really appreciate the authenticity because we don't know what's yeah. truly authentic out here. But I mean, we take your word for it because. Because it seems logical, and I mean, the Peppers are a hit for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's been ever since Nick Foles scored the touchdown, the Philly special, my cards from one of the top sellers. Right. I'm yeah, sure that that like success it. of the football team last year did not hurt. Oh, know? no, that picked up business right after. A lot of the Duck football players came by and stuff like that, and it right. just started picking up from there. That's good news. You know, so how did the cart come about? I mean, it was something previously. Um, I just, my brother was on the phone with my partners. And they said uh, they were looking for somebody, something to do about cheesesteaks. Uh, accidentally, somebody got hurt beforehand. I don't, before then. So it was like my, they were just talking because they have a foundation. And my brother and them were talking. And then they just like, oh, wow, his brother makes cheesesteaks. And then I talked to them. They showed me the spot. And in about a week and a half, I was in there. Seriously? It happened that fast. Do you remember, do you know what it was before? Uh, kind of I was some kind of a Middle Eastern food, right. I think it was. Right. So we had to get like a flat top. I had to set it up the way I needed to set it up. And then we we're off and running. But Man. it just came wow. like out of the blue. Like they called me off the couch. Well, you, know? you were just like unemployed at the time. Yeah. Kind of thinking I, about I used to work at BJ's restaurant. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I, we didn't, we didn't, we went off in a different direction to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't for us. Right. But um, I was just relaxing for a little while. And then it just came up. And I always thought. All the times I partied at Taylor's and stuff when I used to visit, right. what it'd be like to own a cart on that campus. Right there, exactly. Because, you, know? you know, and I know Rob, you know, the hot dog guy's been there for a yeah. long time. And, and yeah, I mean, the carts, it's it's a hit and it's quick. And, you know, for Taylor's, yeah, that's just drunk. Jeez, I don't think there's a better drunk food than a cheese. No, nah, not you at know? all. I might start working some nights, though. I'm thinking about maybe when it gets warmer. Right. You know what I mean? Do a couple of nights. But uh, I used to work in a cart for my buddy in uh, Philadelphia. It was on Universal Ave, right where the Penn University is in the hospital. Right. So it's nothing new to me. It's like I could do it blindfolded right. pretty much. What would you say? I mean, obviously, world-renowned is Pat's and Geno's. Which which would you prefer? I always go to Pat's. Pat's? Yeah, and I like you... Pat's, and I, I love their cheese fries also, too. Right. Those places are out of control, the lines. I've only, I haven't been, unfortunately, traveled to the East Coast, but the, you know, the Food Network Kind of uh, dude, I, I've, I've partied in Philly many times. Go to one club, then the after hours club, and then hit there. You're talking like between if after hours club close at 3 30. You're talking 4 30 to 6, 5 30 ish. Man, there's a line wrapped around the corner on both of those. Damn. So they're yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, they're 24 hours. You get a cheesesteak anytime you want, man. And but usually nonstop. on those late nights like that, man, it's a long line. See, what people don't understand is if you want cheese fries, you, you don't have to wait in that line. You go get the cheese and fries do, and go back. There's two that. separate. Nah, right. a lot of people wait. You get your sodas and the cheese fries in the other window. On the fo- uh, so on the Food Network, they have they have say that when you're in line, that there's signs all over the place that say, you know, with and then that means with onions. Yeah, with or without. With, it's with simple. or without, and that's yeah. onions. And then the whiz or is it provolone? You could have provolone American. They have all different kind of cheeses. Right. So, so I usually go. I like it with. With I say with with cheese whiz. Right. And so if you don't, like if you walk through and you're like, uh, can I please? They're like, nope. End of the line. Like you can't hesitate. Yeah. I, I've never seen them do that. <laughs> and sometimes I'll just do it to break their balls. I'll right. say, can I get one with onions? You know what I mean? Just to see what they say. But I've never experienced that right. or saw anybody do it. But I've heard stories. 
The people talking line about how they send you to the back of the right, line if you right. don't know what you're doing. And so you just got to be ready. If you want, if you want no onions and you want cheese whiz, then you're just like, yeah. I want. Uh, can I get one without whiz? Yeah. And that sounds weird because then you're you're going the opposite of what you're saying. But they got you. Yeah, they take care of you. The only thing is though, this weirdest thing is that there's no green peppers. No peppers. There? I don't understand. No, we have those hot peppers like I have. Right. Then there's sweet peppers. Right. I worked in Italian village in Blackwood. I've never made a cheesesteak in my lifetime working there for years. With green peppers. Right. It's just green peppers are something for sausage, peppers, and onions. But besides South Jersey, Philadelphia, and the Delaware Valley area, no one makes green peppers. So they have it's them. It's everywhere have- else. Everywhere, like the, the restaurants, everywhere it says green peppers, real Philly. Right. No. And then I'm watching a Food Network, and some people say the Phillies with thin sliced roast beef, they're out of their mind. That's called the hot roast beef sandwich. Right. It's a whole you different know? thing. It's like, it's like, uh, People to say gyros, euros, heroes. Those are those are three different things. Yeah. I think a gyro is like a, a like a piece of equipment. But, yeah. but like, so uh, that's interesting. I wonder. You know, obviously the tradition of the cheesesteak started in Philly, but I wonder why. I mean, because it's on the menu. They got green peppers back there. They just yeah. they won't. Put I them just on there. I I've had green peppers. I just never heard anybody ask me. See, they're with without onions, or if they want the sweet peppers and the cherry peppers, mushrooms pepperoni like all the different ones i got i i don't i don't recall ever putting green peppers on them right that's like sacrilegious yeah everybody loves them here man i i got them i got them all chopped up ready and nice for you guys Maybe it's because in you know somebody's palate because the the red peppers have a little more kick maybe the mayonnaise is too spicy on the green peppers yeah i don't know (laughs) you know know, know. they're usually mayonnaise don't go on it usually the only time the only time i eat mayonnaise on my cheesesteak is when i have a cheesesteak hoagie Right. And that's with the cheesesteak, lettuce and tomato, right. salt, pepper, and oregano. I gotta I gotta come visit. I'm sure at home it's a pretty good pretty good thing going on. Oh yeah. I mean it, the bread's different. I mean I got decent bread, but the bread out there is like night and day, you know? Right. And I've seen other stuff because cause you just have a passion for cooking. Yeah. Right. So I've seen stuff that you post on your personal Facebook page that's just a plate that I'm just sal- oh, yeah, salivating. I could, yeah, I could cook, I cook all kinds of different stuff. My grandfather was a cook in the Navy. Right. And then he taught my mom, and then my mom, which has no Italian in her at all. Right. But she could throw down with the best Italians because she's on my father's side with her, with my father's sisters and stuff. She learned how to make a good gravy and all that stuff. So Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good <clears> stuff. So the, your brother... Touring manager for the Whalers, we kind of mentioned how he came, how that came about, and you have told me about just ta- just so many different festivals all over the country. Yeah, well, my brother when he first said we went to uh, Arizona to go to be an engineer in school, and on his way back, the best thing he got caught up, he started interning for Puff. For so, wow. yeah, so he interned for him. <clears throat> he went on a couple of tours with. Uh, he was on the TRL tour with uh, what was it? Destiny's Child, Dream, Nelly. Eve, um, I think these little girls called Cheetah Club or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but he was on there. And then um, he was going with them for a little bit. Then he hooked on to the Whalers, and he's been pretty much with the Whalers ever since. Now, is it true that with the Whalers that there's kind of two inclinations of the Whalers? Well, there's all kinds of things going on. The main thing was it was a family man, Aston Barrett. Is the one that's there pretty much? He laid down the tracks from what I hear. You know, I'm not a sure, sure, huge sure. reggae fan. Well, you know sure. what I mean? And then Bob made the song. So he had the band. And just like every other band, man, when you got 13 people in a band, it's and everybody break. thinks right. they're the star of the band. Right. And it's, it it's just off, like in general. But I think that they've done it in a, in a, if that's true, 
that there's different inclinations that are kind of traveling. There are some original ones that have a different one. There's Al Anderson. He says he has the original Whalers, which from what I hear, fans found that to bring him into the band, but... Don't quote me on it. I mean, sure, I don't sure. know. I mean, I, but I and think then, it's a good thing for them to keep that name and spread their wings and go their routes because then, you, I mean, you can be playing at four different places in the country. And I, yeah. I, I don't think that's a terrible idea. No, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Bob's been dead for a long time. Sure. It is just amazing the age groups that come to the show. Oh, I, I'm it's sure. anybody just from the music alone from like the 60, 63 right. To like nine, ten years old, right? Do you know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. amazing how that music just keeps and re- going. I mean, and going. in Eugene, reggae is is pretty popular. Yeah. I mean, actually, one of the guests that I'm going to have on here in a couple months, uh, Norma Fraser, is like one of the. Oh, nice. You know, Norma. Are you familiar? She's she's. I think she had a hand in writing uh, the first cut is the deepest. Oh, okay. And she uh, she's got a long history with reggae. And, oh, nice. I mean, she's an incredible performer and just an absolute amazing person from Jamaica. From from Jamaica, man. Yeah. And, and My brother's out there right now. I haven't made it out there yet. Soon I will. Soon I will, I It think. would be a good place to go for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think that's neat. You know, the touring stuff with your brother. Anytime that you have a little bit more of a connection to what's actually being presented. Mm-hmm. It gives you some kind of ownership at the festivals. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, know? no, it was nice though. I mean, the most thing I miss is me, me and my brother always would like go and do things like out there. You know what I mean? Like we were in San Diego. I wasn't on tour, but I met him there and we went to the duck game versus uh, Oklahoma state and San Diego state. Oh, nice. Like we would do things like outside of it. Like me and him touring, like for, we came from, from that little apartment in Blackwood, to be where we are For now sure. is d- amazing. Right. How all the stuff and all we've seen. I mean, all I have left is New Orleans, the Keys, and um, Nashville. Damn. I've been everywhere else country, partying basically. like a rock star. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And some places multiple times. He's been all around the world. And you're talking the hot spots or you're talking everywhere? Like I'm you, talking hot you, spots, small towns, everywhere. You've been to everywhere. Butte, Montana? I've been yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. to where there's four streets. Right. I've been there to where I had to order an appetizer to have a beer and... BYU area, so I never heard that before in my lifetime. Right, you have to order something; they don't give you a drink. Right, right. I was like, wow. So, but, and know. then that's the thing is, is that the Whalers just—it's a hit everywhere. When he when he was traveling with the Whalers, they were the number one traveling band through all music. Wow. At that time, they were constantly besides America, Europe, all over. At the time, they were touring all the time. Right, that's crazy. You know, and I mean, I I think that every kid at 16 years old in Eugene had the Bob Marley tap tapestry hanging in their bedroom. So it's kind of it's kind of a rite of passage. You get that, I, then you go off to you know go to U of O and you get that sweatshirt that says College from Animal Farm Animal House. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. The Animal House that was pretty cool. We watched it when I was younger and stuff like that. And I'm out here. It, the odd the odds seriously the odds of me from a, me starting out where it was in that apartment. To ever coming out here is crazy. I've had a better chance of hitting the lottery if I was playing it. Well, I didn't even know this place existed, really. Really? I know yeah. it was on the map. Sure. But, you know, I mean, Nothing when, about when it. you're in your own little world, like, everybody's different. I got lucky to see it. But mostly when you meet somebody, you just know from TV. Right. Do you know what I mean? If you meet a person from Jersey, you think about, you know, all the stuff that you see on TV and stuff, and you ask because you don't know you're not there. Sure. Just like if I went anywhere else, like I lived in Houston for a while. Everybody was real nice, but it was just different for me. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And that's the thing is, is that Eugene, outside of maybe the hippie culture, I don't know what people would know about it. You know, the Ducks. Uh, to me, everybody's been cool and nice right. and fine, man. I mean, I've, I've oh, never Oh, people had any in problems. Eugene are super friendly. I mean, you know, I'd imagine coming, growing up in, in Jersey and in the Philadelphia area, it's such a different attitude. So people in Eugene will smile at you on the street and like, 
just com- complete perfect strangers. So, how's your day going? And yeah. I'm sure on the East Coast, like, what the fuck are you trying to get out of me? Last dude? time I was in New York City on tour, man, I was out there trying to see if I could snatch anything walking around and go to the show. I kid you not, bro. Everybody either had their iPhone on in their phones or on their phones. I mean, I've never seen so many people just with their heads down walking straight. Right. Not even acknowledging just know, anybody. Just know, yeah, just know. Just in their own, smiling. there's a lot just in their own world. Ba-boom, 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 right. you know? And I think that's a good, that's probably one of my favorite things about Oregon. That's why this podcast is even possible. Because a nice. lot of the people like yourself mm-hmm. that I can start chatting with and whatever and create a rapport, obviously when you're a business owner, you have to, but would you see it? Would you say that even back in Philly that it's not the same kind of, I'm not really, you know, I'm not a social media guy too much. I just got on Facebook a little right. while ago. I always like, you know, but just the personal, know. even the interaction among like when someone comes up to the stand, I guess, you know, even, Oh back yeah. Home, I, yeah. Even I, back home. I, it's I'm like the you, same person, no matter like I didn't change the crowd. Right, right. Right. So I'm kind of out going back home too. Like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's just different. Like when you, when you like, say you come up to my car and say hi, or you not say the car, but just say hi. Right. First thing is back home, your first reaction's like, well, what does this person want? What do you think of him? Instead <laughs> right. of, oh, he's truly just saying, yo, what's up? Like it's a fly. You got yeah, to you know, swat you, at him a Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, but here, you know, you get a kind of feel for it, you know? Right. It's a little different. Like the farther west you go is different. Sure. And since I've been all around. I mean, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not because sometimes you think of everywhere where you want to go, where you want to stay. Right. Like I loved Aspen, you know, a lot of places you go to. But, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Eugene's very laid back, cool town. For sure. For sure. And it, I mean, it's always had that roots. The one thing I remember that's kind of changed is back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, it felt like a festival everywhere. So when mm-hmm. you went to house parties... It was like four, 14 year olds and 40 year olds, you know, yeah. and it was like that, that I kind of miss, you know, I, w- I don't have any desire to go to a house party necessarily, yeah. but it wasn't even like that. It was like someone opened their doors and it had a barbecue feel, nice. you know, where everybody's just chilling. And I, I thought, I think that you learn so much from the older crowd, but it's fun to watch the younger crowd kind of running around and doing their thing too at the same events. And that's the thing that festivals have, like you said before, like the age yeah. group being such a range it's incredible because everybody's welcome. It's a familial, fa- like a family feel. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And that's something that I don't know what's changed, you know, post 9-11. Like a lot of people are kind of shut in, more reserved, yeah. even on the West Coast. And I'd imagine in, see, and that's one of the things I'm sure in New York that it like actually kind of brought people together more. Yeah, you know? a lot of, it brings a lot of people together. It's the same tragedies have to do that though sure i mean and it bring it does bring people together that's one with a thurston shooting in 98 in springfield that it it kind of brought people together kind of we kind of forget all of our differences for a minute at least and realize that we're all one you know and that's what reggae is all about jaw love yeah right right right? we're all one i usually i used to sign the autographs i used to put one love on the body right i mean i didn't sign too many i did a couple not much though but you know that's got to be a cool feeling though anytime anytime somebody is a fan you know regardless yeah i did uh i did a lot of stuff though i was a pretty good dancer back in the day too i had a lot of other wild stories besides before pre-whalers right and stuff like that my brother worked with puff going to clubs having like a bunch of people wear sean john because i was wearing sean john there's a lot of longer more stories but we could just get into those no, another I'm sure, time i'm sure that's crazy isn't yeah. puff da- P- puff isn't he just going by love now so. i don't know i have it I, I i've been around him but i've never really met him met him right but i have nothing bad to say about the man he was pretty cool i was in bad boy studio right i just wish i would have took more some pictures when i was there and stuff with like the frames of biggie and stuff sure. like that i went to a bunch of puff's parties 
uh, All-Star Weekend. We went to a party, man. After that, it got real crazy down in Philadelphia. For the basketball. Yeah, I ran into a couple football players. As I was talking to them. They come up. It just really picked up a lot. I bet. Then for me, man. It I was bet. a little different. From like 2002 all the way up to 2008, seven. it's a different kind of life there for a while. Right. And we've talked about that, too. It's like it's a hard thing when you start kind of settling down, getting getting retiring from the party scene a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, man, what do I do on a Friday night? You know, it's like when I asked you to do the podcast and we record 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, you're like, fuck, man, I don't do anything. Yeah, Friday night. What's the I problem? Mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, ever since. I mean, I partied a little bit when I was younger, but when I was 21, I was off and running. Right. And I mean, I've been doing it for over 23 years. So, I mean, I don't know nothing else. Like, I just know that part of life. Right. Even with girlfriends, clubs, let's go out to clubs. It means so much fun. It's just something you're routine. Like, some people get married and have kids. Right. Mine is going out and getting hammered sure, and coming sure. home, you know? We don't really have... See, that's the thing with Eugene is we don't have those clubs. You know, it's just... I, don't, I can't even think... There's been it's, tr- it's it's a little different. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm used to dress codes and stuff. But don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't miss paying fifteen, twenty dollars to get into a club to play for like eight, nine dollar drinks. For sure. I mean, everybody's all dressed up nice. The club's going, you know. Everybody, pretty much, you have to wear. You can't wear sneakers, hats, and stuff. So it's pretty much everybody kind of looks the same, but they don't. The girls got the boots, sure, sure. very dressed up, skirts, unskirts. You know what I mean? Like no sneakers. And everybody has to have button down shirts. You have to have a nice pair of pants. You have to have like a nice Skechers. Or shoes or something. No yeah, there's, there's no sneakers. What? Only like in dive bars and stuff Maybe like that. Maybe that's why they don't have them in Eugene, because Nike would put an end to that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never, I mean, Davis's and Cowfish kind of reminds me of downtown a little bit. But when the clubs are happening that time, there's a dress code to get in there. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't wear jerseys. You can't wear this. Like, here, it's the first time I've never been when you go dress code. Like, you could dress up to the T and somebody come in with a T-shirt and hat and shorts right. and two different color sneakers. It don't matter well, we went here, to the you know? we went for a big, uh, my, my girlfriend's dad's 60th birthday, and we went to the Oregon Electric Station, and I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, you know, it's like one of the nicer Yeah, I think in- I, I was there one time... When I first got here a little bit to oh, meet no. all Desiree's friends, it's a nice place. It's a nice place, you know, and I, and I, at least I came home from work and that day I was wearing a t-shirt. So I, I changed into a button up and it was, but I was still wearing jeans, you know, mm-hmm. but I walk in, I just kind of conscious of it. And you see some people that were walking in wearing ties and stuff. And then I look over and there's like different people at different tables mm-hmm. that are like sitting there with like stained holy t-shirts that have like all the, brand, all the businesses on the back. Oh, like it was yeah. like a free shirt at mm-hmm. a, at a concert or mm-hmm. something. And it's like, dude, you really just don't give a crap, dude. You know, and it, I don't know. I mean, it's like my buddy Joey Morales, he used to rest his soul. You know, he's gone, but he worked at Taylor's and he, and he made a, a joke one time on Facebook. I'll never I'll never forget that. He said, uh, man, I want to go to Walmart, but I can't find my pajama pants. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> That's you know, awesome. and it's like yeah. he was the funniest man I've ever met, you know, and. And, and but but yeah, so it's just funny how how Eugene we're laid back and that's cool. But it would be nice if there was a spot like that kind of. Yeah, see, um, I mean, what you have most of your bars around here, I know they like the regular. It's the area, I understand and sure. everything. I was never a big dive bar fan, and considering to me, all the bars here are dive bars, basically. Like from anywhere from the keg to like a nicer versus uh, the sidebar. Sure. To me, it just seems like the same, but just nicer. Do you right. know what I mean? So I just so I get used to like if I need an atmosphere I really want to go to Taylor's would be the spot to go to. Sure. Especially like if it's a Wednesday, Thursday or something like I used to go to in the weekends just to get a feel what it feel like back home. But even though I overlapped them by a couple decades right, now, right, you know right. what I mean? But when I want to get that feeling, but now that I'm older I just like to chill and hang out and all sure. but 
Taylor's- I'm just saying it's just a little it's a little different. You know what I mean? Totally. Like if you're used to like me, who's a clubber, to have that atmosphere all the time from like Tuesday to Sunday, right? And it's like you know, and then you come out and it's not here. It's Do you weird. know what I mean? It's, it's, missing. it's there's it's, a void it's, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's like if you go to Old City in Philly, there's like 25 Davises. Right. Spread it all around in different ways. You know what I mean? Right. But something to that point, which is a lounge restaurant that switches. Right. You know, but. So Taylor's is doing that. Have you been there in a while that they're doing this new thing that if you don't have a student ID that they charge you 20 bucks admission? Yeah. There's my most likely won't go back in there and for 20 I, I bucks. Mean, so, and I totally understand because you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't get involved in anything. In sure. store. I, don't, the, right. I could understand, but if you just want to keep it a student thing, then it should be just it's crazy. A it's thing. always been that way. It's funny. We, I used to joke uh, about Taylor's when I turned 21, that I was too old to go there. <laughs> so, well, I was so. talking to some girl, Buffalo Wild Wings when I first got here, like in 2014, a bartender. I said, yeah, I still go there once in a while. She's like, I'm 26 and I don't go there. No. Right. More. And that was always the joke that, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a campus scene, but for the people that work on the block, I'm sure that they were, would look, overlook it. You know, yeah. Cause, it, yeah. cause it, it's not even, they're just trying to take out the riffraff. Right. And and the, you know, yeah. like, I could understand that. You know, Eugene's got such a huge like uh, issue with the panhandling and all that kind of stuff that like, you know, you get some of those guys in there that are just trying to cause problems. And, yeah. And it's a mess. Well, that's and, how that's, that's what dress codes do. Right. That's on the East coast. Like even in chicken Pete's, you weren't allowed to wear your hat backwards. And right. that's just a big, huge restaurant where you go Eagle fans and stuff like twice. I forgot. And they told me to turn my hat back around. Right. And I, you know, I talked to a couple of people. It's like, like middle it school keeps, you keep, you get, you get to a certain point where you put a dress code in and anything, it changes the vibe of the people. Right. Do you know what I mean? Some people don't like to dress up. There's certain people that aren't allowed in, you know? Right. Did you ever see the movie big fan? Mm-hmm. It's kind of indie film. I heard about it. I think I might. It's a long, older movie, maybe. Somewhat. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, 2003, I, four. I'm thinking I might have seen it, but I've oh, man, so much ch- stuff in between, man. There's, right. You got to check that one out because it's Giants and Eagles, the rivalry, and it's about people that call into sports. I radio. saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. No, you're right, though. After you said that, I remember now. I just thought of that randomly because you're talking about the hat backwards and whatnot, and people, they're in, like, I don't want to give the movie away because it's a good movie, big yeah. fan, but like the dudes walking around all all day with the jersey on, you know, just showing his the Eagles jersey. And so he's got to get spruced up to go to the club, I guess. But so speaking of the Eagles, mm-hmm. tomorrow we're recording this. Uh, what is today? The 12th or something of January. So tomorrow the Eagles will be playing against the, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, yeah. And what do you think the chances are? I mean, that Bears I'm, game. I'm so happy. Right. That we're getting a second chance to go into New Orleans after they spanked us week 11. Right. And all bets are off, you know, and playoff time. So it's it different now. I mean, it's right. a different game. It's a different team. Our secondary is different. But the Saints are a good team. So oh, yeah. we should see. But all I know is this much. I remember a couple years ago, dude, when Shelton Brown killed Reggie Bush. Right. And that place got quiet. That was actually a touchdown. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't know how to handle it because they didn't know how to handle the play. The refs are noting some. If you watch it in slow motion, Bush... Caught the ball, made a time, and Sean Brown just killed him. Right, and picked it. Somebody picked up the ball and scored. And that place got quiet. Real now, you quick, go, you go, you go, you go. You go, you go shut down the dome, man. They start losing. There's quietness there. There's there's sure. a Philly sports fan, and then there's other sports <laughs> fan. I'm <laughs> that, sorry, this, that is a fact. I mean, I mean, even the rowdy, you know, like yeah. man, after a while, you know, people get on their hands. I've been to a couple duck games. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not winning back in the day in the Chip Kelly days by like 40, 40, 50 points, dude, 
I hear people complaining, yelling. I'm like, dude, it's 49 to three. Right. I mean, what are you worried about? Eagles fans you know? don't mess around. I don't know if people that people know this. It's Veterans Stadium. Is that right? I used to go to the so old the vet, vet and and it has a jail. It had a jail. <laughs> it had a jail. It had a, a jail beforehand. So, yeah, a couple so people crazy. beforehand went in before even the game started. Well, you, right. We started tailgate. I had season tickets at the vet during the Donovan McNabb era and all that. We started getting my buddy got him. We were right by the tunnel there. It was awesome. But uh, we were like also the first ones to bring a U-Haul to right. uh, do it because um, it's cold and stuff. So we brought the U-Haul, opened up the back, and everybody could party and tailgate inside and go. do that. But um, you, you just, it's four hours of tailgating right. before the game. Right. And then four hours in the game and then maybe two hours after the game. So you're not worrying about traffic. So you're talking a long day of partying and drinking. My best thing was uh, when the winter time was I had the long johns on and stuff and I had the baggy stuff. So what I could do is I could stick a six pack of beer in the bottom, three on each side. Cause it gets expensive there. Cause the guys would only pat you. They won't go all the way down. Right. right. And I would like go the, in there like and get TSA. it. Yeah. And then get a, get a cup and then, Say I want a soda or some, or just say I, I gotta get a water cup and then go in the bathroom and drink my beer, you know. Right. So with Chip Kelly, when he was at the helm, obviously in Oregon, we've got that. We're always gonna follow Chip, no matter where yeah. he goes. And I don't know if it'll ever fade. But when when was it that Eagles fans were kind of just done? Well, I, me personally, I drank the water for a while. Though he had everybody I running, he had that line going yeah. and stuff. My my personal thing is I didn't think he was going to go ten and six that year. The first year, the first year with all the talent he had, because I didn't. They won the division. That's the first I came down here and was the first time with the Buffalo Wild Wings is when we beat Dallas. Right, like for ten them and to six, make the playoff. You're saying it like that's not not a good enough record. No, or? that's good. That's I, good. I, I right. didn't, it was a whole rebuild. Right. So the offense he wanted to run with the players we had, we had no idea he could do it. So I, I really think he was thinking. I thought he was going to go down, and we were going to get Mariota. Sure, I thought for sure. So maybe we're he was get a Mariota. victim of his own success, kind of thing. I guess, but I thought we're, if I think Mariota would have came out. I'm not saying he is. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but I think he would have came out if the Eagles flopped that year and was like the number one pick or number two right. pick because that's what he wanted. Because I know when he finally came out, even though Foles had that great year or whatever, and then Foles got hurt. The second year. Right. And but we were still six and two do before st- Foles got hurt. Do they still have Vic? Or was no, no, Vic okay, at Vic that time going. it was Sanchez was our backup. Right. But right. we were still six and two and Foles wasn't playing that good, but we were still winning. Right. And then Sanchez, I think, won four and four or something like that afterwards. And we won ten and six and didn't make the playoffs. But the only mistake I think Chip made was is you can't replace players like you do in college. I'm sorry. Right. I know there's college athletes that are great. Yeah. Yeah, You're used to that. You're used to having four or five stars waiting behind. You can't get rid of Deshaun Jackson. Right. You can't get rid of Foles. You can't get rid of McCoy. Right. And think you could just replace them with anybody. Well, and the culture of a team is so rounded. You have to find leaders that will blend the the different styles. Uh, You know what I mean? Because I think that was what the knock on him was, is that, he was trying to get the divas out or whatever. And it's like, what do well, you mean? It was his way or the highway right. or something like and that, which so, I understand. Cause he, I mean, he made the program good. I mean, we were fast, but it's not college overturn. And then he didn't get a second chance. San Fran, he only had one year. So what are you going to do? And you see some of the people that he put in place that are still with the team. I oh, mean, he that, had great traps, man. The best thing was getting Johnson number four. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a tough for a first year pick, you know? And then you got Zach Ertz. He got Hicks. 
and a couple other people down there. But he got the offensive line into being such great shape. That's why our line is so good. It's funny because it shows that I don't know if Chip Kelly paid attention to football outside the Pac-12 because a lot of the people that he drafted were from the Pac-12. You know, Stanford, and you get guys from, you know, Washington, I think. We had, uh, it's funny, Blunt came over. He helped us win the Super Bowl. Um, Who else was it? Uh, Blunt had a good career, honestly. You know, I mean, he's, he's... Surprised a lot of people. I saw him. I saw him jump that dude in the uh, Oklahoma State game. At Boise State. No, Oklahoma oh, State. When they him. when right. they went to the uh, when I went, I said my brother was on tour. We went to the uh, whatever that bowl is in uh, San Diego. Right. I saw him jump, and holiday. then after yeah, the holiday, and then the next year I went to a couple games. Uh, I did go to the game where they beat uh, Oregon State for the first ever Rose Bowl between them two. I was actually on the field and stuff. You could see me on ESPN. I stormed the field with everybody else. I had all my Eagles gear on. And you could easily see me because I'm a little bigger, which I'm bigger now again. But you could see me with my Eagles hat and stuff on there. Nice. But it was pretty cool to do that. And it was great that I was part of that first ever who the winner goes to the Rose Bowl right. after 125 years yeah, of the yeah, rivalry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't know how big the rivalry was until I was out here. Right. You Ducks know? games are fun, but I'm sure it's different, you know. But they're definitely, we have a we have a pretty loyal fan base out here, and it's pretty exciting. So, yeah, we'll see uh, We'll see what happens tomorrow. You know, I'm excited. I'll be rooting um, for the Eagles against um, the Saints. I'm my- excited, dude. I'm, I'm all jacked up, man. I got my 12-pack ready and everything. Nice. Hopefully it goes too well. I'm pretty sure I'll be in Monday, but I, I might be a little slower. <laughs> a little seen, slower than usual. I've seen you get pretty aggressive on Facebook about it. He says, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah it's dude. Fun, yeah. It's, fun it's fun like stuff. when Villanova beat Michigan. I got upset, dude, and told everybody could choke on a cheesesteak. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, Frank, I want to thank you for coming out. You know, yeah. it's always cool to get to talk to people the goal of this podcast when I have business owners is for people that when they walk by that they're like, Hey man, I know a little more about that guy and, it, and it's cool yeah. to get to know you better and, and whatnot. And usually when I end the show, I end it with a local song, but I thought I would, uh, you know, risk getting sued and I'm going to go ahead and play Bruce Springsteen. So, uh, the streets of Philadelphia. So Frank, thanks nice. a lot for coming out, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Anybody want to come up and get a good cheesesteak, man? I'm 13th and Kincaid. 13th and Kincaid. Just ask for Frank, man. Uh, you know, I'm real laid back. I make them good. Plus, I like to shoot the shit. You know right, what I mean? 13th and Kincaid on the east side of the duck store. So, yeah, uh, Sunset Hut for the cheesesteaks. Right, right, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on here. This was awesome. I was bruised and battered. I couldn't tell what I felt. I was unrecognizable to myself. I saw my reflection in a window and didn't know my own face. Oh, brother, gonna leave me wasting away. Streets of Philadelphia. I walked the avenue till my legs felt like stone. I heard the voices of friends. Vanished and gone That night I could hear the blood in my veins Just as black and whispering as the rain On the streets of Philadelphia Greeting me It's just you and I
my clothes don't fit me no more I want a thousand miles just to slip this scheme The night is falling, I'm blind awake I can feel myself fading away So receive me, brother, with you Faithless kiss, or will we leave each other alone like this on the streets of Philadelphia? 